Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's the mighty, mighty fart can to save the day. Now that's what I call a hero. Forget my two-year-old's nap. He will not rest until he's serenaded with the sound of a trumpet on meth making love to a weed whacker on steroids. I'll bet he's got a big dick. Only you have the intelligence to realize that your car's modified exhaust is way more important than that slipping transmission. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Master of the Muffler. Somewhere, Vin Diesel is smiling. Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, September 24th, 2023. Miss Janet, once again, gracing us with her presence here. And this this this, <laughs> this song here, or this song, I should say this album. It's another one she got in at the last second. This came out in 89. It was the Rhythm Nation 1814 album, if anybody remembers that. That was like the album that Janet became a woman <laughs> she, she went from you know like the child pop star you know to 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 the woman janet jackson right if you listen to that album it's completely different it was like a coming out party you know she had the rhythm nation song which you know itself was a was a whole institution and then you know she 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 dipped her tits in fucking heavy metal with the black cat song remember that and even here, you know, while it's a happy song, I mean, it's, it still has like that harder type of beat like that, uh, you know, like like the nasty beat. Things like that. Little did she know, 15 years right from that very moment, one of her titties was going to come out at the Super Bowl. Which I believe was the night that wokeism was conceived in this country. So thanks for that, Janet. <laughs> I think I selected this song for a reason today because... I'm going to be taking you guys on, on, on together. We're going to go on a little escapade together. All right. I'm going to give you a quick program update here. Now, this is exactly why I love to discuss this show with my listeners. It's because it gives me ideas. It lets me know what you guys want. And whatever your suggestions are, maybe I take them, maybe I don't. But if I do, of course, I'm going to put my own spin on it. You know, I'll, I'll, or, or I'll just, you know, I'll take that idea as an embryo and just create it into some, some other type of thing. But I do take everything that you guys say and, and, and I take it with a grain of salt and I say, all right, let, let me weigh this and see, and see what's going on. Because again, as weird as this may sound, it's like, I, I have a brand on, on as, as far as what this show is at this point. Okay. And if I'm going to add things, I want to make sure that they're going to work. And, and you know, I won't do it unless I know it works. Great example, the Bud Light commercials. You know, I knew when I made that first one, I'm like, all right, this, this is something that you want to go with. And, in fact, I got I to get on my horse with that and start 
getting some more of those out there for you guys as well. But like I said, they're a little bit of a challenge to to crank out based on like the subject matter that I'm going to get into and all that kind of stuff. And then making it fit in one minute as we talked about before a million times. As you guys know, my buddy Chuck gave me this fantastic idea, which I'm, I, I, you know, like I said, it's going to happen in the coming weeks and I'm probably going to, you know, it'll be a recurring thing, not like a weekly thing. And, and here's the, here's what the program update is. All right. First and foremost, the get off my lawn segment and the that's fucked up segment are, are forever staples of this show. They're never going away. They're always going to be here. And, and my thing is, is I get to that in like the third you know, segment or, or, you know, slice of the show, I should say that I do. So my, and my mentality is just get to that every week, like get, to, you know, to the get off my lawn segment, and then you can just cruise for the rest of the time, you know? So they're always going to be every week stables. My thing is I don't want to, you know, I got to cap it sooner or later. Like I can't, I can't get it up to five weekly segments at one time, you know, every week. Then we're looking at a seven hour and 32 minute episode every week. I, I ain't doing that. <laughs> but I will say this. All right. I was talking to my buddy, Matt too, and he, <clears throat> he gave me some ideas and the ideas were, you know, they made sense to me in the way that I would formulate it, the way that I'll put it together and, and, and map it all together, you know, on this show. So basically what he did was he gave me, t- he gave me ideas and, and I'm going to be creating two new segments on this show. I don't know if any of them will be today. I would like to get to one because I quite honestly, I think that is going to end up very quickly becoming an every week segment, much like that's fucked up was. I thought that's fucked up was going to be like an every other week type of thing, and 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 my 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 dance card quickly filled up to the point where it's like I got I got you know I got shit for months as far as material is concerned. So I think that segment's going to end up quickly becoming an every week segment, but I got to cap it at three. All right, I get three weekly segments. That's it, and then I got another idea from him that I'll that I'll do, you know, periodically. So there's there's some fun there, and then I got I got a nice little surprise for you guys on on the other side of the break today. All right, I don't want to spoil that, so I'm just gonna let you know that you know there's a surprise coming after the first commercial. All right, we'll be in good shape there. But before I get started, finally, finally, Otonio is a key. Otonio is a key. Fall is here. Finally. Right now, I was thinking about this the other day. I think it was 2019 was what was when I finally flipped. It took me, you know, 22 years after I dropped out of high school to figure this one out. You know, and I, I kind of alluded to it a couple weeks back as far as like the weather is concerned and, and how I think we were fooled or maybe at least I was fooled because your brain is conditioned to love summer. Why? Because when you were a kid, you know, you wanted to always play outside because the weather was, well, my generation played outside. But, when, you know, when we did, it was like we loved the summertime. We loved the heat. It didn't bother us. We were kids. You know, or if not, we would hose each other off or jump in somebody's pool or pool hop or fucking do something to cool down. <laughs> you know, we didn't care. And why else did we love it? There was no fucking school. So what ended up happening? September came. You know, the weather started turning a little bit, get a little cold. I could play outside anymore. And then you got to go back to school. Of course you're going to go into a seasonal depression every year. I did 20 years after I, after high school, I was bamboozled. Finally in 2019, I'm wait a minute. <laughs> like, 
Why, why am I getting depressed in September? I just worked all summer. They should be getting depressed. Here's the first thing I think of when we, when we get to this point. All right, we're three days into fall right now. All right, now, now this this weekend was fucking phenomenal. Even though it's it, it's rainy and shitty all weekend, the temperature is significantly dropped, and I love it. I woke up yesterday morning and I had all the windows in, in the place open. Right, and I stepped out of my bedroom, and it was colder in here than any any kind of way that I can air condition this place. And it was it was delightful. Felt like a goddamn Morgan here. I loved it. In the summertime, I can't regulate the temperature in here. I crank two freaking air conditioners, two window units in my living room, and it doesn't even, it barely gets it to 70 in here. Still very balmy. Not into that shit, right? So I'm just sitting here, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, like I, I just I love every minute of it. Now, this week is going to be prime, man. We're looking at like 60, 65 highs all week, 45 degree lows. Fucking perfect. In fact, I'll even allow it. I'm going to allow it. Now that the weather is kind of turning. Now, normally in the last week of September, sometimes they can sneak that 80, 85 degree day at you. It doesn't look like that's going to happen this week. So I will allow one week early. Everybody, you, you guys can go pumpkin crazy now. You pumpkin spice up your ass. Do it all. Do, do whatever you want. I don't think anybody was waiting for my call to say that you can do that. But, but what I'm trying to say is like, go. Oh, I mean, these people have been drinking it since fucking August. And I'm sitting here saying, like, make it seasonal, as I always say. Make it seasonal, right? This winter got a little, little, little crisp in the air, a little chilly. You know, if that's going to be the time to start doing the pumpkin, whatever, extravaganza, bonanza, fucking caplanza, costanza. What's this I hear Trogues is going to start making mad elf beer all year long? Come on, man. Come on, man. It's like I say all the time. You got to you gotta make the, the these times of the year special. And this is another reason why I love this time of year. This is the best time of the year for me from now on. September 21st and on. All right. I, I've, I've, you know, recently have gotten back into Halloween, which I kind of omitted for the last, two, I don't know, two decades. I got to get all into the spirit of that. A little, little, little October. October is also great now because the Phillies are good. So we get October baseball, right? We get all that. And then the best holiday in the world, Thanksgiving, right around the corner. This is the, this is the prime window of the calendar. Don't ruin it. <laughs> all right. I will allow pumpkin spice a, a week early. No Halloween until after October 1st. Oh, God damn it. I'm holding to my guns there. Nobody cares about that either. It's going to be what it's going to be with that. So what do I got for you guys this week? <sighs> I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to start it with a repeat offender. I'm going to tell you something right now. My brother is just the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> to, to this podcast and how his brain works. Now, I mean, I've ripped him two or three times on this show before, and it's all in good fun, and he knows that. that you know, I, I just like to rip him <laughs> because of just just the way that his brain works is just like me and him are completely opposite people. You know, like that that guy just he can't. I said it before. The guy cannot turn his brain off. 
there is no off button, like whatsoever. I'm like, God, it's a fucking chill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, smoke a joint or something. Take a Xanax. <laughs> Relax your brain. I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. You know what I'm saying? Just come on, dude. Like, meaning, all right, so who'll watch a game? Like, let's just say it's, a, you know, I don't know. Say the Eagles are playing on, on Monday Night Football, which they are this, this coming Monday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But let's just say, all right, it's late in the year. It's a game that's going to, you know, make a difference in your playoff position or whatever the case may be. And, and the Eagles win dramatically with a 57-yard field goal as the clock runs out. All right. Yay, the Eagles won. I'm very happy about that. Time for me to turn in and retire for the evening. Not my brother. He'll be up till 6 o'clock in the morning think, thinking about the game. He'll text me. I didn't get to bed till 6. I was so fucking amped up. I'm like, bro. <sighs> like I said, smoke a joint. You can't live that way. He, he, I'm 45. He's 49. You're going to have a stroke. Almost like I did last week. Speaking of which, real quick, that's what I think about when I when I wait when I woke up yesterday and and I you know my my apartment felt like a morgue. That was what I thought. The first two things I thought about were that Phillies game this summer and when I almost passed away with my buddy Matt. And I'm like, thank God I don't got to deal with that soup anymore. But anyway, so <laughs> he's in my fantasy football league. All right, it's it's the third year of me running one. And it's his second year playing, okay? And I told you what he did last year. He was like, oh, I, I made mistakes drafting because I didn't know I didn't know the league that good, and I fucking, uh, but I, I, I've been putting on all this work. And I'm like, putting in work? <laughs> what work? Because he made all these waiver wire moves. Like he made three times as many waiver wire moves as anybody else did. And the waiver wires is basically like the, the people who haven't been drafted. If you get an injury, you can go pick from the trash heap. You know, and he's just, he's dropping a defense and picking up a kicker shit that don't even, you don't even, he's just making moves to make moves. And he sent me that long text. Nobody's working as hard as me. I put in more moves than anybody. I'm studying. <laughs> like I said, all right, it's fucking fantasy football. You, you have no control over anything. The only thing you can do is draft your team, select your lineup every week, press the buttons and pray that that's all you can do you have zero control over injuries how they play defensive matchups you have zilch to do with that and you can sit there and look at okay this receiver is going against this defense are really good or he's going about to every time you go and, and wrap your head around the twist thinking about that shit the exact opposite happens nobody knows what's going to happen on a weekly basis on any given sunday right so we were sitting there, and now we're going to be going next week, me, him, and my aunt, you know, for our monthly lunch, you know, and I think like about three weeks before the draft, this was like in August, we're like, my aunt was going to be a little late. We're, we're standing, we're standing in front of the fucking, in front of the restaurant waiting for her to come up, and he's all, he's all fucking fancy. Maybe we have a fucking draft in three weeks. And I'm, I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> he's already on meth thinking about the draft three weeks from now. And I said to him, all right, listen to me, gang. All right, I'm going I'm to tell you something. I, wanna, I just want to give you some friendly advice, all right? I, you know, the first year I, I ran this league, I won it, all right? And how did I win it? In the championship game, I had like five injuries, and I went and picked up five guys off the trash heap, and they happened to all go off. That had nothing to do with my knowledge of football or anything that I thought was going to happen. I don't have any control over that. 
you know, if, if my if my wide receiver, my number one wide receiver drops a wide open touchdown pass, what what am I gonna do? Call him on the sidelines? Yo, AJ, what the fuck, man? I needed that six points. Like you have no control. So I said, I'm gonna give you some friendly advice here, guy. All right. Just don't listen. Do not listen to anybody. All right. Anybody who says they're a fantasy guru, you're a loser. Okay. I said it a million times. How many fucking 22-year-old kids are sitting in their mother's basement? You know, oh, here's a guy you got to draft and no higher than the fourth round. And he goes in like the 11th round in everybody else's league, and the guy turns out to be a bust. It happens every time. These guys don't know nothing. All they know is their stupid little, oh, he's ADP of 24, and he's got a, a 39% target share. Who gives a shit? None of it means anything, and these guys have no lives. This is why they're trying to become insta-famous. Fantasy football? I said, don't do none of that shit that you were doing last year, okay? You, you trust your gut. That's the only thing you can fucking do. And he's like, oh, I, I know, I know, I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> All right, fast forward to the draft. Now, we have a 10-team league, which is typically the minimum in fantasy football. And if you have a 10-team league, everybody's getting a squad. <laughs> like, you're getting a squad. Because there's 30 teams in a the league, there's 10 people, so you're going to get, you know, everybody's going to get a number one wide receiver. Everybody's going to get a number one running back. Everybody's going to get, you're going to get a top 10 quarterback in the league. Everybody's roster is going to be stacked. I and mean, we drafted, and everybody had a nice roster. I'm, I'm already fucked. <laughs> I'm already in the toilet. My first round draft pick is hurt. My, you know, my, my quarterback's Joe Burrow. I don't know when he's coming back. I'm, I'm fucked already. <laughs> but I, again, I have no control over it. I can't control that Austin Eckler fucking snapped his ankle. I, I, that, what, what do we what do, we do? It is what it is. Right? So <laughs> this is great. So he's got a nice little team, right? It's like everybody else does in the league. Right? And his first round draft pick was Nick Chubb. He's a running back of the Cleveland Browns. Very good, very good running back. Okay, I might add. All right. And <laughs> so I wasn't watching the game, but the I, I, it was the Steelers were playing the Browns. And I, I don't know, I, I didn't pay attention to the game, whatever, whatever happened. And uh, the next morning I wake up and it's a text from my brother. He goes, oh, my, my fantasy season's over. Nick Chubb's out for the year. Uh, the fuck? I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Calm down. All right, I said, first of all, let me let me, let me me take a look at this. So I, I look up Nick, Nip, Nick Chubb. You look this up if you want to see it. Nick Chubb injury, all right? They took, they took his leg off. <laughs> it was one of the most gruesome injuries I've seen. It was on par with, like, Joe Theismann or Alex Smith. The, the fucking guy's leg snapped. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Right, and 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 right there, he's he's already getting all hopped up. I sent him a text, and I, you know how like you separate words with periods, like just to kind of like you know emphasize it a little bit. I was like, it's period fantasy period football period. I'm like, how many times do I got to tell you? You know what I mean? Like you you just you had it's like draft and hope. You know, and because I, I said it to him last year, like we were at the Christmas, we were at Christmas dinner. And he's talking about, I don't know, here's what I did. I mean, I don't know. He's telling my whole family. And I turned to him and I said, yeah, what did, what did all that work? What did, what did all the, the training and the prayers and the vitamins, what did, where did that get you? Ungats. He didn't even make the playoffs. 
He turned this thing into a fucking part-time job, and he didn't even make the playoffs. And, and you know, and so that's where we're standing in front of the restaurant. He's like, "Well, you know, I made mistakes draft. I know what I'm doing this year. Uh, you, everybody, the whole league, I'm putting you on notice. You all, you all better watch out." <laughs> Again, you have no control over it. All right. So after I say that, let me let me see if I can find the text. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this for a second. You know, like I said, you guys will never hear the pause, but I I just have to read it to you verbatim because it's it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, I found it. So I was basically saying, like, guy, it's week two. You know, like, you, you don't know who <clears throat> around the league who's going to get injured or what's going to happen. You know, relax. It's it's never over in week two, right? So he, of course, this is these are the novel texts that I get from him. There's there's no, you know, he is not at all conservative with his words. And he goes, it's very frustrating. I lose Chubb and Dobbins to season-ending injuries, and Cam Ak- Cam Akers lost his starting job. I won't be able to compete with most of these lineups on a weekly basis, not to mention I probably whiffed on Justin Fields. I spent an inordinate amount of time reading fantasy articles and even listening to podcasts, podcasts, getting ready for this season. <laughs> Again, I just, what's this, the Rocky training montage there, guy? You know, and then he's like, and then this happens. How do these other guys in the league consistently have these great lineups? They have either played fantasy football forever or are the luckiest sons of bitches on the face of the earth. This one guy takes Mahomes with the sixth overall pick and might get away with it. And he was talking about me. This one guy's talking about my, my, my friend Chuck. He's like, my friend Chuck, his lineup is stacked. I am completely dumbfounded. <laughs> so that's when I came out to him. You know, that's when I came back and I, I did the it's fantasy football thing, you know, and, and I said, you know, and I, I said, so I, this was my retort. I said, it's fantasy football. And I said, how many times do I have to say that A, it is luck, and B, do not listen to any fantasy gurus. Most of them are posting from their mom's basement and can't predict anything better than anyone else can. And there's no truer words to that. Now, he comes back with this one, and this is where I, his brain doesn't shut off. He goes, like they say in rounders, if it is luck, then why are the same four guys at the final table every year? It's the same with our fantasy league. It's the same four guys. I said, first of all, (laughs) this is the third year this league's been in existence, so I don't know what you're talking about with it's always the same four guys. You were in the league one year so far. What do you you mean it's every year? (laughs) Like, dude. He just gets so upset, you know? It's like, listen, if you have a skill, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give him a perfect example. If you're listening out there, Chuck, not my friend Chuck, my brother's name's Chuck, though. If you're listening out there, I want you to listen to feel, just, just, just <laughs> equate it like this. All right, my brother, I, I, I'm, I'm not lying when I say this. My, my brother is a world-class chess player. Like, he beats f- Russians and shit, like, <laughs> like, like online. You know, he's, he's, he's a phenomenal chess player. He's, my brother's like, it's like a beautiful mind type of thing, right? With a side of Rain Man. But, you know, he's very good at that. Okay, you have control over that. If you sit there with a mad Russian for three hours and play a chess match, you you got control. You, you, you have some sort of, of, of say in, in what is going to happen. This fantasy football, you have nothing to do with it. And he's getting, like, upset that, like, like he, he doesn't want to. I, here's here's where his brain goes. He just doesn't want the rest of the league that he sucks at fantasy, think that he sucks at fantasy football when there's no such thing as, as sucking at fantasy football. I have seen women, all right, not to single them out, but I've seen women who know absolutely nothing about football, and they get into a fantasy football league and they win the whole fucking thing. 
that that should tell you everything you need to know there, guy. Relax. Like I said, I got plenty of weed. You, know, you, you want to sit down and hash it out? We can do that, right? I, I can even put you on a prescription plan. <laughs> I can even put you on a prescription plan. All right, we got we got to reel this in. Let's get a little out of control. You know, like I said, yeah, he lost both of his running backs. I, 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 that doesn't mean you're bad at fantasy football. It just means that the guy got hurt. <laughs> you can still make trades. People are going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. All right, so that's just have a cream soda. Relax. We're we're nowhere near. <laughs> all I'm saying is, all right, guy. I'm just saying that there's no point. There, there's no <laughs> there's no point in getting all in getting all all geeked up about it. All right, just relax. Like I said, I'm over time for a break here, but I'm always over time for a break here. So I'm just gonna get into something else. Let's see, let's see what we got going on here. I, I, you know what I've been doing? I've been very lazy as far as my book is concerned because typically after I talk about something, I'll cross it off the list and then like all my cross-offs, I'll just carry over the ones that aren't crossed off in the next week. But I, I haven't been rewriting the next thing. So it's just like I got this big, messy fucking shit sandwich in front of me. What, what am I going on? Oh, okay. I, this is, this is, all right. I am, I, I'm the kind of guy. And I think I may have told you this before, but I'm the kind of guy that like I I will always enjoy a nostalgic drink if I see it. Now lately, you know, I like I told you guys before, I've been like really into those glass Coke bottles. I there's God, just so much different, and and so many people agree with me that I did get a lot of messages about that. But here is here's an advantage: there are not many advantages to living in Norristown. In fact, there are there are, I can count them on two fingers. One of those fingers is there is a benefit from being among the Mexicans. Because <laughs> everywhere now you can tell that whoever the sales rep is for Coca-Cola is involved in this community because there's, there's a lot of different places you go where you see those those uh, those glass Coke bottles. Right. And the beauty is, is that they they I they know it's so Mexican around here that they actually send the Mexican Coca-Cola in the glass bottle what is the difference of mexican coca-cola in a glass bottle from american coca-cola in a glass bottle you might ask i have an answer for you they use pure cane sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup and there is a difference well how do you know the one's mexican and one's not well first the taste but second you can see it in certain spots on the bottle where the label is, where it says Coca-Cola, right beneath that on the left-hand side, it says refresco. And then on the side where like it says like you can't return this bottle for money, it says no retorno. <laughs> so you know it's the, it's the good Mexican shit. There's probably cocaine in it, just like the old Coca-Cola had. Speaking of which, I saw a, I saw a meme the other day that said, it said, uh, what did it say? It said, oh, Coca-Cola, stop it with the fucking new flavors. I think I said that before about the orange and vanilla and, the, and this and that. All right? Either put the cocaine back in it or just give us the regular shit. Like, that's it. <laughs> you know, like, because they're, they're, they're getting a little out of control, too, just like everybody else is. All right? But I love me a glass Coke bottle. Now, there's, there's another one, too, that I've actually been looking for. Now, you can get this on, like, Amazon if you want, but I'm not a big fan of ordering beverages from, from Amazon. I've been burned on that shit before because these Amazon drivers, it's like, if you get glass bottles, and you, you, we might get two of them that, that aren't cracked. 
But if I ever see it, like in a supermarket or something, you fucking forget it. Because I haven't had this shit in at least, at least 25 years. At least. And it's, it's probably been much longer than that. You remember that clearly Canadian shit? Oh, <laughs> that shit was like crack when I was a kid. And, and of course, it was a sugar bomb. You know, it was like, it was basically like, you know, sparkling flavored water. But the flavor was like, oh my God. There was, there was like a 55 gallon drum of high fructose corn syrup in that shit. But it was delicious. They had like four flavors. I can't even remember what the, all of them were. I know three of them. They had like mountain blackberry, orchard peach, and like wild cherry. The mountain blackberry, fucking forget about it, right? I forget what the fourth one was. But if I ever see that in a supermarket, oh man, I'm in. I can't wait. So anyway, I was picking up my dinner and and I was coming home and I forgot that I I, I had no Coke Zero in the house. I I didn't want to stop at the fucking supermarket. I'm like, you know, I'll just grab a little, little, little Lucy somewhere. You know, so I go into this gas station. Now, these gas station owners, man, I, you know, I don't know what it is about them. Two things in Norristown that they're going to have. Gambling machines, like little slot machines. They're, they're in there. And, and these people are, like, in there. Like, you walk into a gas station, and it's lit. It's like a casino. These people are out there you're flushing away their dreams in, in, in a, a Pennsylvania fucking crack shot game. Fuck <laughs> you, doing? And the other is they have their wall-to-wall beverages. There is not one energy drink brand flavor version whatever that you're not going to find in one of these fucking in, in Apu's gas station. It's it's you're going to find it. So I'm going to see if they had the class Coke bottles. Of course they did not, which is weird to me. If you're going to have every drink in America, you can't have Mexican. All right, well, whatever. So I I look on the shelf. I'm browsing through them. What did I say? RC Cola. I, I I was I was all geeked up because I, I've said this on the show before that I took the Pepsi challenge when I was six years old. I landed on Coke. I never turned back. That is that is the my cola of choice. However, when I was a kid, I I routinely cheated on Coca Cola with RC Cola because I thought I, I just thought it was fucking great. Right? So I'm like fucking RC Cola, oh shit. So I grab one. I walk up and and Apu's ringing me out, and he goes, "Now this is where he kind of threw me for a loop." I'm like, you know, I gotta get you know get my card out, and he's like, "Oh, you, you take another one. Don't you? you have another drink on the way out." I'm like, "What? What? When it, like, for free?" Yes, yes. Go take another one. I'm like, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Remember the other week when I was telling you, <laughs> I was telling you guys that Jews get a bad rap, you know, for money and shit like that because like I was like I said the Middle Eastern people, I think got them beat. They don't give nothing away for free. Okay, if anything, they're trying to sell you more shit." And I was taking a back bite. I'm like, just any drink? No, no, no. That that cola, you can take that one. I'm like, oh, wait. So are you, what are you trying to tell me here? It, it, it threw me for a loop. Like I said, they're, they ain't giving away jack shit. I'm like, all right, thanks, man. You know, so I, I go I go and grab another one. I go on my way out, and I come home. And I'm going to eat my dinner. And I, I'm all excited about the RC. I, yeah, that, that, that whole thought of him giving me the free one, I don't even know why that came, but I didn't even think about it anymore. Now, when I, I'm eating... I go to open the bottle. All right, I didn't get I, I didn't even get a popcorn fart. Like I got no pst, I got none of that. It was just like opening a, a, a bottle of iced tea. And what the fuck? Right? Nothing. No air, no nothing. Right? And then and then I go to start drinking it. There was no carbonation in it whatsoever. I'm like, wait a minute. 
I'm like, did he give me this free one? Because maybe, I don't know, it, it was sitting in a case like up against the window for three months, getting beat on by the sun, and the shit's just shot, and he knew it, and he was getting complaints from people that it's flat, so he's just giving a, he's like, buy one, get one free. I don't know. It's a little fishy, right? And not only that, the, the aftertaste was, it was just garbage. You know, I threw the other one away. I'm like, yeah, fuck. Right, so now I'm starting to think. I'm like, was it Apu's bad RC cola, or was I just tricking myself into thinking RC was that good when I was a kid? I don't know. Do you? I th- I, I thought it was fantastic. I gotta be honest with you. I think I was walking down the supermarket aisle the other day, and I saw a two liter of RC cola, and I, I don't think I saw any goddamn fizz in that thing either. I got to know anybody who's had RC in this, in the last, I don't know, six months, please tell me if it was just Apu's bad judgment and, and not the RC going down the toilet as a soda, please. We can't have that. Another great soda. Oh my God. Now, now, now this is something I don't think you could even get it on Amazon, but for some reason there's one place that you can still get this shit. And it's, it, it's in Southampton. It's, I don't even know if it's still there. It was, it was a great little shit shack, hole-in-the-wall breakfast-lunch spot called Bobby O's. In fact, I hope. I, I, I would wish it. I wish it's. I wish. I hope it's still there because it's, it, they were great, man. We used to go there for lunch all the time. And they got Frank's. Remember that shit? That Frank's, the Frank's fucking black cherry? Oh, my God. I don't know how they got it, but we would go there for lunch. I grab a spot. Oh, man, I used to love fucking Frank's. It was the best, best fucking soda ever. But we are 13 minutes. We're at minute 33 here, and I haven't even put drops in yet. So I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pump the brakes here a little bit. <laughs> Whole lot more are coming on the on the other side here too. And, you know, of course, the get off my lawn and that's fucked up. But like I said, I haven't made the decision if I'm going to debut one of those segments this week on the other side. I do not know yet. All right, so you have to tune in to find out about that. And I got a nice little surprise for you guys right on the other side here. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Don't go away. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, 
and then you're going to call them back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry, and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website, and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. All right, back with more of the C-Rod Podcast. A little banana-rama. Bringing us back in. The glorious two-hit wonder banana-rama was. And they got this one, Venus, which is good. All right, but then the one, the one, is another one that could be like on the 80s soundtrack of about the 80s, which would be the uh, Cruel Summer. That was a great fucking tune, made famous in Karate Kid. He's riding to school with his little black eye. Poor Danny. Before I get started, I was thinking about this because when I was talking about it on the other side, you know, like with with certain ways that people talk and things like that, and I, I, I totally forgot this. I may have to put the microphone down to do it, or I, or I might just do it on my leg just for, you know, just for fodder, but... <clears throat> The, uh, you know, the barbarians that live two, to, two doors down got into a, a yet another freaking blowout argument, and I'm not going to put you through the recording of it ever, ever again, unless unless someone gets shot. <laughs> like they're going back and forth, and then, <laughs> like, you know, I, I ain't going to do that, you know? But it it was the girl and the guy again, like the one that, the one that said the guy hit her and all this like six months ago this was, and I, okay, yeah, you're still together. Well, what's with, when did this become a thing? Because this is this could warrant. I don't care if male, female, you know, hermaphrodite, non-binary. I don't give a shit what you are. You can get punched for this, in my in my opinion. One time she was watching this show. It was like a poor excuse for the View, and they started talking about domestic violence. Right for the nine millionth time this year, they're talking about domestic violence. Just in case you know you didn't get the memo. They're like there is no reason to hit a woman. There is no reason to hit a woman. And I was just like, really? I could give you like 17 right off the top of my head. You could wake me from a drunken stupor, I could still give you like nine. Dude, there's plenty of reasons to hit a woman. You just don't do it. What's with the people? Like, like you're going to get the point across even more if, if you clap when you talk. Have, have you seen this? Like, that, that can warrant me punching you right in the chin. <laughs> All right? You know, it's like so. so she, and, and the girl was doing it almost every single sentence. He's going back and forth with the guy. And if, and here's here was my thing. This this was my, you know, my aha moment when it came to this. 
I believe that that should warrant you getting punched in the face. <laughs> and if this guy beats her, all right, the, the, he, he, he showed incredible restraint in the middle of the street as this girl was freaking yelling at him. You know, it, it, it's like they clap with every word, like, I didn't fucking do it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, fuck, stop, bro. <laughs> I don't understand it, man. I, I You know, well. I don't know about this generation at all, as you guys know, but it's time for your little surprise, guys. All right. Did anybody guess what it was on the other side by any chance? This is going to be the temporary return of the C-Rod cookbook. That's right. Now, the reason why I I am doing this is because I was in Willow Grove, and I was in Sam's Italian Market. And, I, you know, you guys know I like to get my Goomba hoagie, and, and I like to make meatballs because they got the good meatball mix, right? So I'm like, all right, yeah. So I'm going in, like, the meat section because, like, they have, like, their little sections in Sam, Sam's Italian Market and Willow Grove. They're just, I mean, they got fresh produce. Then they got, like, a section with all the pre-made, like, meals. They got, like, ravioli and rigatoni and fucking, all, you know, all kind of shit that they make in-house. You know, like I told you, they case their own sausage. They they do everything, right? So, I'm I, you know now I'm in the meat section, right? And I'm going to get a meatball mix. And I looked right to the left of it, and I saw packages of guanciale. The guanciale is like it's like the 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 cheek of the pig, right? So I'm like, there it is. I'm going to make some carbonara tomorrow night, and I'm going to play it on the Sea Rod podcast. For you guys, as as we as we used to do, and as, and I know a lot of you know and love it, and I, I still get bitched at for it. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this right now, okay? This is a dish that is if it's done correctly, it is it's fucking perfect. It's basically bacon and eggs with pasta, is what it is. And I, you know, I should have looked this up. <laughs> I wonder, did they over over in the old world? Do they eat that for breakfast over there? Is that what they do, like bacon and eggs with pasta? Or is that just a dinner dish? I don't know. I, I, I'll have to look that up. But like I said, it's very easy to fuck up. I'm trying not to fuck it up. I'll let you know what to do, okay? First and foremost, like I always say, if you, don't, you, wanna, you do not get shaky cheese anywhere fucking near your kitchen for this, okay? You, can, you can't do it. Now, I strongly recommend a Parmigiano-Reggiano for this because it's much less saltier than a Pecorino-Romano because you're going to get so much more salt out of the guanciale than you would to need like a saltier cheese, okay? So basically what you're going to do is you're going to make like an egg cream on the side. And this is another one where, much like the fettuccine Alfredo, and if you're making maybe like a cacio e pepe or something like that, you got to save that pasta water. If, if you don't, you, you'll, you'll fuck the dish up entirely and you'll have to throw the beautiful guanciale away. Can't do that, right? So, for every four eggs, all right, you're just taking the yolk and then you'll have one whole egg with it, you know? And then you, and you basically eyeball it from there as, as far as, you know, how much you want to make or whatever the case may be. It's four egg yolks, one whole egg. All right, so you put so say you're just doing that, okay? You take you take the egg yolk and then the and the whole egg and you whisk it all together, okay? And it's gonna, until it's consistent, of course. And then you want to basically you're gonna have to eyeball the cheese too, but you basically want that to engulf like that egg. You want to you want to put enough cheese in there and shred enough cheese down, you know, that it's it's basically equal parts almost, maybe even more cheese. 
All right. Then you mix all that together until it becomes like the consistency of like, it's almost like cake batter. Cake batter or maybe like a, like a, a, a pudding with like a rough texture. <laughs> you want to, you want to get it down, get it down to that. All right. Now for your pasta, I, you can use, I, you can use whatever you want and you can always use whatever kind of pasta you want with any kind of dish. But I think this is a traditional Italian dish. It's just spaghetti or linguine and you're fine. You don't need to get, you don't need to overthink it. All right, now you're basically going to, you know, cook your guanciale down, all right, and then you're going to have your guanciale on the side, you're going to have your egg cream on the side, and I, I don't know if I told you this already, go heavy on the black pepper with the egg and the cream, and then you, you definitely want to do that. This way you get like a little cacio e pepe and egg in there, a little, nice little combo you got going on, right? Good flavors. All right, so once your pasta's done boiling, save a mug of the pasta water, strain, you know, you know strain the pasta, <clears throat> and then put that, that pot right back on on the stove on, and put it on the lowest possible flame that you can get like if you if you walk by you could put the fucking flame out just with, with your wake <laughs> you know you want to get that down there like that all right and then you put the pasta right back in there okay then you take your egg cream and you, you know with the cheese and you, and you just dump it all in there okay i like to dump the, the guanciale in with it too because this way as you mix it around you're pretty much taking some flavor from that guanciale and and kind of infusing the cream with it which kind of just ties the whole thing together. You can put, you can do it on the side and then just top it as, as you wish, but you know, to each their own, do whatever you want. It's your kitchen. All right. So as you're doing this, it's not like you don't take, you know, you don't take big amounts of the pasta water and just dump it in at one time. Cause then you're going to end up with a stringy mess and, you, and you, that's ruined. If you do it like that, <clears throat> you basically have to, you know, you take a ladle with one hand, and then whatever your mixing tool is going to be. I just use a fork, to be honest with you. It's going to be your, your, you know, your tool to mix it around. You know, and you're just going to drizzle it in there. You know, it's almost like you know when when you're 73 years old and your prostate can't do what it used to do. Like, it, like in that at that consistency is is how you want that to drip in there. Why did I just? Well, I don't know why I just associated urination with cooking, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? It's, it just sounds like a diesel truck turning off. All right, and then as you're doing that, that heat is going to allow that you know that uh, the the cream to go down with the water, and you just keep on stirring it until you got this velvety, silky, fucking cream sauce. And it, oh man, it's it's delicious. It's and I can't wait to make it. It's it's and I haven't done it. God, I haven't made carbonara in it, it's been years. It, it really has. So I'm looking forward to that. And I think the reason why is because I never, like, in my vision got the guanciale. You can use guanciale. You can use pancetta, which is basically, like, the jowl of, of the of the cheek. If you're going to use bacon, just don't even make it. it, it it's it's not even it's not even worth it because the bacon is just too thin. It, it's it's too thin. It gets too crispy. You still want the guanciale or the pancetta to be greasy, but it's, it's going to have that fat element in there. You know, which makes a really cool texture that goes very well with the dish. Bacon, it's just, just, just make bacon and eggs at that, at that point, <laughs> you know? So like I said, it's a one-off, all right? It's not coming back every week, but I, I figured I, I would share the recipe with you because I've, I've gotten some, when I was golfing with my buddy Matt, he's like, dude, you're a fucking slacker. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know I am. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly, you're a slacker. You know, but it's it, it it is what it is. I'm going to stay on the subject of food here real quick because I I saw something on TV. I think it was a commercial or it was part of a show or something like that. Maybe it was even an Instagram reel. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but it really I don't know why my brain went here, but I started scratching my head at this. Now I am not for some reason. All right, I'm, I may be in the minority on this. 
All right. It's just something about the flavor. Anytime I go to one of these places, it's just off. Something is off that I, I can't put my finger on it. And it's hibachis. Like you go to a hibachi grill, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. It, the, that food, that the way that they cook it, I don't know. It tastes weird to me. All right. But I got to thinking, because I'm watching this thing. I think it was a show, and they were having, like, a, you know, a party for somebody, you know, their birthday. You know, you take them over to Hibachi, you know. And I always think about the chef. Like, who, like, okay. <laughs> having, having trouble getting this one out. How do you, how do you aspire to become a hibachi chef it's like when it's time to go get a job oh yeah i'll just go down to the hibachi like what i'm trying to say is all the elaborate shit that they do you know these guys flinging eggs all over the fucking place you know he's he's, he's whacking it with the spatula it never ever 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 drops it he's flipping it in his hat it disappears it comes out and I, now he's got the fucking onion volcano and, and he, he puts his finger in fire and his fucking fingers on fire and he fucking splashes the onion volcano with all thing goes the fuck up and they're doing all kind of crazy shit and i'm sitting there thinking like who the fuck did you practice on there guy do they train you when, when you when you go there or like do you got to come in here with the skills like yeah i've been practicing on the blackstone you know in the garage i i i, I could come in here and i could do this right away Because every single hibachi chef in the world, they had their first time. Like, what do you do? Do you, do you level up as time goes on to the point where, like, you know, like they fling the fucking shit in your mouth from 30 yards away and they swish it like Steph Curry every fucking time? Are there are there hibachi fails? I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up because I... Again, it's like you sit there and you see them doing all this crazy shit. And I'm like, first of all, they never fuck up. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, how the fuck did the Harlem Globetrotters never miss? They never miss. And it's from, like, the other foul line, blind hook shot over his head, not even looking, Swish. My mind is blown. I, I got to see. As a matter of fact, all right, let, let me just see. I'm, 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 I'll be right back. I gotta get out of this habit, but I'm gonna look this up real quick. Okay, there are. I feel a lot better now. I, I typed in in YouTube "hibachi fails," and it turns out like that. You know, not everybody can get that onion volcano down. I think you know, I saw him set a, a few people on fire, so I feel a lot better about it now. But <laughs> people getting lit on fire. He, the guy, the guy. I guess they, they. They hired one to come to their house and, like, do it in the backyard. The guy had a blackstone, and he fucking tried to flick an egg, and the whole egg broke all over this guy's face. <laughs> I guess the take-home ones are, are, are a lot less experienced. But I'm saying, I've, I've been in a hibachi maybe five, ten times in my life. It's not something I've ever frequented, ever. But every single time I've been in there, I'm like, how the fuck do they do this to the point where, like, they never fuck up, ever? Just crazy to me. I don't know. It's just me. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I another crazy story of mine popped into my head. This one's downright creepy. It, you know, it, it really not on, not on my part at all. It's not, but you know, I, I told you guys like when I was unemployed. You know, for that one seven month stretch there, I was you know just in a bad spot mentally. You know, and all that kind of shit. So I I needed something to do while I was looking for a job. Like that, you know, that's when I went to that you know that acting school that I told you guys about. 
Who had all those bum fucking extra actors acting, acting like they're fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, you, know, you gonna tell me they're gay? All he did was go stand in a crowd somewhere and they pointed a camera at you and say a fucking thing. You're gonna tell me? So while that was happening, I was trying to look for forums of like, you know, things that I can do like for free, meaning, meaning like just, just give me a student film, an independent filmmaker. I, I, I won't even, I won't even charge you, you know, just to, just to do it, you know? So I found some, you know, I found some forums that you can actually just say like, Hey, you know, like I'm available, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I knew I'm like, I don't know. I, I might be open, open to myself up to some weird shit. We'll, we'll have to see, you know, what's going on. I'll have to survey the situation if I ever get any contacts. All right. So I get, I, I get this guy, right? He's, he's a quote unquote independent filmmaker, right? And, he, and he's like, oh, <laughs> he hits me up, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to do this. And then I'm like, all right, cool. You know? And he's like, uh, he's like, you want to like, you know, meet up somewhere? We'll, you know, we'll talk about it a little more in depth of like, you know, what's going to be. I'm like, yeah, yeah I didn't do that, All right? So I'm like, yeah, we're 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 going to meet somewhere where if I if I if I see fucking creep, <laughs> you know, I'm either going to knock you the fuck out or a lot of people are going to see you, <laughs> you know, and I'll fucking expose you, you know. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I had a Dunkin' Donuts down the street from my house. I'm like, yeah, meet me here, and, you know, there's Dunkin' Donuts in Willow Grove. Ah, yeah, fucking, you know, Saturday, three o'clock, whatever, whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I'm in there cause I lived right down the street. I don't know where the fuck this guy was coming from, you know, but like I, I'm sitting there and you know, I, I got coffee, I'm sitting down and the guy comes walking in. Like you ever notice, it's almost like when you're, when you're meeting on an online date, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you see the person come in and like, they just, they, they, they are not walking in with confidence whatsoever because they're looking for you. You ever get that look? Yeah, you know, when you're sitting there and you're already there, and a person comes walking in, they just start like staring all around, like, "What, what am I supposed to do?" Like that, that. <laughs> you know. It was like that, and I laid eyes on this guy. Oh, here we go. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, am I gonna have to stab this guy like right here? Like, did you think? What did you think I was? Did you think I was like a 12 year old kid that was going, "Oh my god, I'm gonna be in a movie." And I, you know, like I said, I just looked at the guy, you know, and I say this. You know, like this is a real thing. All right. I, you can look at somebody. Does everybody else like get this? Cause I do. Okay. Like, like for example, I can look without having any backstory. I can look at Jeffrey Epstein and go, that's a pedophile. Just looking at him, like look at his face, Jerry Sandusky. You, you're trying to tell me that after, after the, after all that news came out about what Jerry Sandusky was doing and you looked in that guy's face when they showed his picture, you're like, oh, of course it was, of course he was doing that. They just have a look about him. I don't know what it is. And it's, it's just, there's something off or crazy eyes or, you know, any kind of like mental fucked up. You can see it right in their face. And I saw it right in this guy's face. I'm like, all right, just for humor, I'll sit down and and, and act like I'm interested just to see what he does. And I'm in a Dateline NBC situation at this point. I'm like, I might as well get my money's worth. (laughs) So the guy comes in, he's a portly fella. Right, he looked like he was having a hard time getting around too. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, how, how do you even succeed in what you do? <laughs> All you gotta do is run. What are you gonna do? <laughs> he, he looked like Wimpy from Popeye. <laughs> he he kind of had that look to him. I'd gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. You know, and so, so he sits down, right? And, I, and I'm like, oh yeah, what's going on? Like, what's the fucking movie, yeah. <laughs> right? 
and he tells me the story, and I'm like, guy, you got you got to do better than this. You, it's open pedophilia or open human trafficking is what you're doing. His all right. So here's the story. I was supposed to play a high school kid. All right. Now I'm th- I'm like 32 years old at the time. All right, and I- I'm supposed to play a high school kid. All right, and it's being filmed at his house. As he's telling me this, I'm laughing my ass off internally because I'm like, dude, do you re- is this the best you got to, to try to lure somebody? So anyway, he's like, all right, so yeah, you're going to be in the living room and you know, and, and you're going to be lifting weights, I'm lifting weights, hey, and, and and you're going to be lifting weights. You got your shirt off. I'm like, really? And then what? Are my dicks out too? What? What's next? Now it was supposed to be about like this teddy bear. The guy's got a teddy bear. So it's, it's it's like Ted, but not Ted. This is like pedophile Ted. Tedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tedophile. Right? So now this this bear is supposed to it's like Chucky. It's like like it comes to life and it, it, it possesses the fucking dude or whatever. Right, and I'm like, all right. So when do you come out with the rag of chloroform and, and stick that over my mouth? When does this happen? You know what I'm saying? And and I, I I honestly I forget what transpired after that, but I'm like I I I I'm sitting there with a straight face, going, in what universe do you think this is normal? Oh yeah, I was just got a teenage kid to come over to my house, take his shirt off, and fucking start lifting, get all all glistening and all fucking sweating, and I come from behind with the chloroform, and boom. I go, or maybe he's got 16 bodies in drums in formaldehyde in his basement. Put the sign up. We're moving. What does lifting weights with your shirt off have anything to do with a fucking teddy bear there, guy? I almost wanted to be, you know, if I knew back then, you know, I wanted to be like those guys that... They find these people on the what's it called? It's it's either it's not the grinder app. That's that's for the gays. What's the one that? Oh man, whisper. There's an app out there for pedophiles. It's a, it's made for pedophiles to like communicate with kids. And these these guys hack this app and they'll go to like a Home Depot. Like the guy's gonna go meet a 13 year old kid in a Home Depot bathroom to give a blowy. You know, and, and these two guys will walk up to him like, "Yo, let's have a conversation." Like, why are you here to meet a 13 year old boy? And and usually they're like, you know, some of them panic. And then some of them are dickheads about it. And the ones who are dickheads about it, they're like, look, dude, we can have a talk about this or I can make a scene right now. And they'll be like, and, and, and then the guy will be, still be a dick. will start walking towards the door and they're like, this guy came here to blow a 13-year-old boy. And like, they'll say it throughout fucking Walmart or Home Depot or wherever the fuck they are. In hindsight, I should have did that to that fucking guy. <laughs> I should have did it to that fucking guy, man. Because I knew. And here's the other thing: as he's sitting there talking, you can see he was getting like he was getting. He started rocking back and forth, and he was like rubbing his thighs and shit. The guy was a creep. And like I said, the guy had no clue what I looked like, so I could I could have just been a, a you know a, when I laid eyes on him, I could have just walked out. But I'm like, eh, let me have some fun with this. Let me just at least see what this guy's got. And it turned out he had a, he had a fucking. <laughs> he had a rag with chloroform waiting for me and a teddy bear with some fucking weights. You know, next thing you know, next thing you know, I wake up and I'm in a fucking pit. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. 
I just don't understand anybody in their right mind, even if they were younger, to sit down there and be like, oh, this is the story? I come to your house and I get half naked? Like, <laughs> what? And you look like that? I'm supposed to just, oh, yeah, this is completely normal. Yeah, that's okay. It's fine. Fucking people these days. I- <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't answer any any other formal request from that fucking website ever again. Nor would I. I might as well have just gone on Craigslist. <laughs> you know, like, hey, dial a serial killer. Let me, you know, let me be in your movie. I'm come over in your fucking garage or your, your little outhouse. You can have your way with me. But I'll get the acting experience. At least I'll have that. I'm sitting here watching football, right? And I, and, and. I just saw a commercial. I, I don't. This is flat out bullshit. Now at this point, this is this is consistent with you know the handmade, hand dipped, all that kind of shit, or like the you know the black Angus beef. This is the next black Angus beef that, that I'm saying. All right. It was either a T-Mobile commercial or some cell phone fucking commercial. All right. We're just skipping entire generations of G now. Is this what we're doing? Remember, it was a 1G network, the fastest network ever in the world. Until there's 2, 2G. Well, 2G's got to be better than 1G. I guess I got to buy this phone now. And they went up to 3G. And they went up to 4G. I think they even got it up to 5G. And I don't know about you, but I don't notice any kind of fucking difference. All right? These things are instant. You hit something, the thing pops up. Every now and again, you got to wait two seconds for an app to open. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. They said, fuck this. They said, you know what? Fuck six. Fuck seven. We're going right to 10. Then now it's 10G. Where, where's six, seven, eight, nine? Or even five? Are we in five? I don't know. It's the biggest line of fucking bullshit going. <laughs> and now it's 10G. So I guess we're not doing 11. Why would we even fuck with 11G? Or even 12 or 15 God, in a year from now, but get the new 2300G phone. What's a G? What is that? Remember they tried to remember the people who were sitting there thinking that 5G caused the fucking coronavirus or, or some shit. There's too much 5G in the air. What? What's G? Do you know? I don't. I'm, I'm not one of those megapixel, megabyte, gigabyte mites. I'm not one of those guys. But from 1 to 2 to 2 to 3 to 3 to 4 to 4 to 5, I didn't notice any fucking difference. So now it's like, oh, we doubled the 5. So now come out and buy another fucking phone. Oh, by the way, all you iPhone users who snub your fucking nose at us Android people. Having trouble charging your new phone? Huh? Yeah. After 15 fucking iPhones, they finally said, you know what? We're not going to come up with a new charger for this one. We're not going to have the same greed that for every fucking iPhone that you buy, you got to buy the accessories to go with that fucking phone. Now you can just do it with a simple USB-C charger, which they could have been doing for the last fucking 15 years. All you iPhone users, you're all bamboozled by Apple. Stop it. Ask for a back button. Ask for internet to not be called Safari. Ask not for <laughs> culturally separating fucking color bubbles when you text. 
Oh my god! It's a green block! It's a fucking god! <laughs> he doesn't have an iPhone! I said it before, there's people who will not actually interact with somebody who doesn't have an iPhone. I'm not having that green blob come up in my text feed. Come to the other side, iPhone people. All right, we have your charger. Take me to your leader. Fuck your iPhone. Right there, gay. Do you have an Xbox too? <laughs> oh, by the way, <clears throat> I'll have to look this up. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but... Did they drop out? Did Microsoft drop out of the video game wars? I think I think they're not doing the Xbox thing anymore. Like I said, you know, <laughs> video games have not been a part of my life for a long time. But you know, I, the, people, the, the iPhone people who snubbed the Android people, there was the same thing. Xbox was like, "Fucking you, fucking PlayStation dorks." <laughs> I don't understand why we. I don't know. Separate classes by what technology they use, but it's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. Now, <laughs> I'm I'm all for change for anything if it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's more of like a you know, sometimes and my job likes to do this. You know, they like to change shit just to change shit. It's like, you didn't have to change it. You know, I, I said this before. I did a segment on, like, if it ain't broke, why why are you trying to change it? I, I don't get that. But, you know, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a student of comedy, and I, I'm i starting to notice a new trend. And I did talk about that fucking Matt Reif. That guy, I'll tell you. <laughs> his face looks like it's made of plastic. Like, his face looks like, I mean, those people. You know, who have like the, you know, the, the washboard stomach, the they're like, they're perfect. It's like they're photoshopped in, in real life. Do you really into that? I like flaws. I don't know. I don't know about you. <laughs> you know, I like little, 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 you know, little things that make you, you. This guy looks like a fucking China doll. But there is one woman that I do follow and she's very funny, very homely looking, by the way. <laughs> You know, but she's funny. But the thing is, is she does the same type of comedy that Matt Reif does. And this is becoming a trending thing. And I'm not 100% sure that this can work long term. Like you might be able to get away with it like in a, in a, in a you know, in a, in a dinky, damp, stinky fucking club somewhere. My book was, hold on. <laughs> my book was just like, I don't know. I think it was sliding off my couch like the fall on the floor. And the corner of the page, like, brushed up against my leg, and I just jumped six feet in the air. I think it was, like, a spider on me or something. <laughs> but, yeah, if you get, like, an arena tour or if you get, like, a Netflix special, I, I, I don't think that this can work uh, as, you know, w- what they're doing. Now, the one girl's named Jordan Jensen, and it, her Instagram page it, it's is Jordan Jensen LOL Stop. And like I said, she's very funny. She's very funny, but... You know, and, and like I said, very homely. She's all tatted up, but like she just looks very homely. <laughs> if, if you look her up, you'll see her. But what they do, what Matt Reif and her does is, and I said it when I ripped Matt Reif, is they just work the crowd. And it's like how much real comedy can you get out of that? 
you know, and how do you know it's going to work every single time? Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like how, how would Netflix confidently say, like, let's just say, cause you know, apparently this Matt Reif guy is just selling out everywhere. Like, how could they confidently be like, okay, we're going to give you a Netflix special. We're going to pay you $5 million. But the whole special is you just finding somebody in the second row and going, yeah, what are you people doing? And then just hoping that you get into a good dialogue. You don't know how those people are going to react unless you plan them in the, in the audience. But as a, as a viewer, as a fan of comedy, do you think that you can watch an hour of them just trying to pick humor out of the crowd? I understand it shows your wit and it shows that you're quick and all that kind of stuff, but I, I not as a permanent thing. Now, the only way I can see them commandeering this vehicle into being the new brand of comedy is is that you you make up your bits based on the crowd. So basically, you know, if you look at like an interracial couple, maybe you got a joke about an interracial couple, then when you get out into the audience, you're looking for an interracial couple, and then you can just say, hey, when, when did you guys get together? Do whatever bit it was that you had prepared. All right, but then it doesn't make it wit and quick. It's still prepared is what I'm saying is I don't think one can subsist just on that. You know, you know, the people who were good with hecklers and things like, I think I'd be great with that. <laughs> I would fucking rip people to shreds. You know, but like you being a heckler and like dealing with a heckler really can show what kind of wit and quick wit that you really do have. But to make it like a full comedy show, I don't know. I don't know if I'm up for that change. To be brutally frank, I really don't. I, you know, because like I said, it's not a guarantee. And listen, man, and nothing is guaranteed to work in stand-up comedy. You know, the, the best comedies, the comedians in the world, still go out and bomb. It happens. It's part of the business. It's you know, you don't know what kind of vibe you're walking into, what kind of crowd you're walking into. You know, is your content good for them? Is it going to offend them? Is it going to be this? So anybody can bomb at any time. So I'm sitting there saying, like, if you're relying on having absolutely no prep bits at all, and you're just going to go and oh, I'll just wing it with the crowd, I, I don't think that's going to survive very long. It's impressive if you can do it, but it, it's just another shtick that that comedy will have, and I really hope that that is not what the young comedians today are aspiring to be, because that you know. The one thing that has made stand-up comedy last for so long is the fact that it really hasn't changed. You know, everyone writes their own material in their own way. They deliver it in their own way. They have their own mannerisms. They have their own moves. They have their own voice. They have everything that makes them what they are, and each one is different than the next. And and that's what makes it so great. But now you're trying to completely change the game. I don't know about that one, kiddies. I, I don't think this one's going to work. But I have made my decision, and I am going to debut right now what I think is be going to co- it's going to be the trifecta. I think it's going to end up being the third. You know, it's going to be the third staple segment every week. I don't, you know, like I said, I'm not going to promise that it's going to happen next week. I think if I just build up a stable, then I can, and it's not really going to be that hard. And here's what it's here's what it's going to be. All right. This is basically, if you guys remember me telling you like, oh, one of these days, I'm just going to do an hour episode of like my list and all the people that I can't stand, you know, and just, and just rip. And I thought about it. I'm like, it would be a nice change or different variety or whatever it is. But like, I I don't think I could do that for a straight hour and just call that a show. So I figured like, let's slice this up. All right. And we were just going to have a weekly segment where I focus on one person. 
and that segment is going to be called What an Asshole. What an Asshole! Now, this could go down a lot of different rabbit holes. All right. It could be a celebrity that does something fucked up that week. It could be a celebrity that's just a fucking flat out asshole. It could be a non celebrity that is just a flat out asshole. But it's not going to be very hard for me to find one asshole a week. <laughs> All right? I, I'm just not. Now, right now, believe it or not, I yeah, I did change the football game because it's um it's it's a game I have really no skin in and don't really care to watch. So I was just flipping around and, and I get onto this vice channel. You're going to this vice channel? If anybody's got cable, like you, I don't know if it's on Comcast and Fios, but if you have Vice, it's a really cool fucking channel. They got like that WWE dark side of the ring. It shows how fucked up people are. You know, then they had like the dark side of the 2000s. They got the dark side. Everything's just basically exposing fucked up shit. <laughs> but here we go. And, and, and I'm turning this thing on, right? And it says it's a two-part episode, dark side of the 2000s, and it said shock jocks. All right, and it's basically about like the war between Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony, and then that man. What was the the, the cow? The man cow? That man cow guy from Chicago who, who who wanted to be Howard Stern, and it was like this whole big you know war over everything. My thing is this: I would say probably from like the late '80s when I was about ten or eleven years old up until whenever whenever Stern went to satellite radio. I was I was a humongous Howard Stern fan. I loved it. he was exactly what I wanted to do. You know, like like say fuck the FCC. I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want, you know, you're not gonna censor me type of shit. I got into that at a very young age. Cause I just thought it was fucked up. You know, like it's like, you know, you should say whatever you want. It's a First Amendment right. So I loved him. I loved him. And he and he was great because he he was anti establishment. You know, he was anti this, anti fuck the government, fuck you, you're all crooked, the the whole fucking thing. Right, and he's another one. Like, like I ripped when I a long time ago I ripped Neil Young on this show for like, oh, I'm pulling my my shit off of Spotify because Joe Rogan's talking about anti-vaccine shit and blah blah blah. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, weren't you the Freedom Rock guy? Weren't you the guy that was anti this, anti that, anti-establishment, anti-vaccine? And now all of a sudden, now that you look like a 72 year old woman, you got to come out here and and you're 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 against everything that you basically staged your whole life on. It's the same thing with Howard Stern. I, I I don't listen to him, and I haven't. And since he left, I really haven't listened to his satellite show at all. You know, but I, from what I understand, in like the last five years, again, this was a guy who was great friends with Donald Trump, and then all of a sudden he becomes president. Yeah, he's a scumbag. He he basically called us like the people who didn't get vaccinated completely ripped their whole freaking you know, their way of life and what scumbags we are and all this kind of, she's become a curmudgeon and he, and he, and he's going way against the grain of what he basically built his entire empire on. He's a fraud is what the guy is. And honestly, he should just bow out. It's time for you to get the fuck out of here, Jack, because you, you are the exact opposite of what you actually got into this fucking business for you fucking asshole. And then I find out that, you know, back in like the, in the nineties when he had like Jackie, now Jackie was on this guy's show since 1983, the very beginning when he actually like became something and he was with him for 18 years until 2001. And then in that time, all right, he had to go with Viacom and make all the you know new deals every, you know, we had to work out his deal and all that kind of shit while he's making millions. I'm talking like $30 million contracts. 
He's paying all the people that, that basically got him there like $20,000 a year. Like Stutter and John, you made twenty grand a year. Jackie the Joke Man made $30,000 a year. Sitting right next to Howard Stern is making $30 million. You can't give him a couple crumbs because he's a, you know an intricate part of your show? And then when you know when you actually got some competition, you know you you basically blew Don Imus out of the water, and it was time for that to happen. They, they you know it was a, a time in radio when you you know it, they they needed something new. He was exactly what the world needed. He was he was great. He was. I I, I loved him for a long time. But then I find out all this back end shit. Like Opie and Anthony, who were huge you know Howard Stern fans, did their own show, and then he started talking shit, and then basically. You know, Howard Stern, you know, like they, he became Opie and Anthony's target. He's like, fuck this guy. You know, so he went to Opie and Anthony's like agents and their like radio stations said like, you're not allowed to say my name. You you cannot talk about me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wait, wait the fuck a minute. Mr. Mr. Freedom of speech, Mr. Fuck the FCC, Mr. Fuck the government. And now you're trying to censor your biggest competitor. Sounds like our president right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're basically just shitting all all over your beliefs that got you there in the last 20 years, you fucking dickhead. And then this guy, the uh, the man cow from Chicago, all right, basically, he, you know, he, he when the guy's dad died, the man cow's dad died, and for the next year, Howard Stern kept saying, like, yeah, I'm going to fuck your dead dad's corpse, I'm, I'm going to dig up his corpse, and I'm going to fuck him using your mother's saliva, and blah, blah. And he did this for a year straight. But nobody can say his name. And now all of a sudden you're like a, a hardcore uber liberal where that came out of nowhere. And now you're a crusader for the 19th fucking booster, you know, and, and, and yeah, they keep the borders open and all the bullshit, you know, you are a complete fucking fraud. Everything that you built that empire on is, is, is just, is garbage. It's basura at this point you have zero credibility left. All right. So take you and your circle glasses and your little perm and your little bassy voice you little fucking whiny, nasally fucking dickhead. And get the fuck out of here. Howard Stern, what an asshole. Time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, that's fucked up. I can already see this. <laughs> I can already see this happening every week. You know, because I, I was thinking about doing that, like, in in the first 20 minutes. You know, I'm like, am I going to do that segment this week? And then I turned on Howard Stern right there. Boom. I'm like, all right, it took me three seconds to get that segment together. And it's not going to take me long every single week. You know what's fucked up? Is GoFundMe still a thing? Or as I like to call online panhandling? You know? Like that talk, talk about the ultimate laziness. I mean, I'll have a little bit more respect for the guys out there who won't shower for two weeks and play a role and look like they're homeless to go stand at an intersection in a hundred degree weather to ask for it. At least they're doing something. You don't know how many times I saw a reel the other day where there was a guy, he, he basically like walked. You ever see those guys that like walk, like they can't walk right. Like they're pigeon toed and like something's wrong with their spine. They're just kind of like wobbling around. You know, there was this guy that did it every single day. At, at an intersection and one and you know and then one time he was leaving like where he was and he went you know behind a dumpster and got fucking changed and just walked out like a normal person 
You know, now I am team. Uh, like there was a, there was a Sebastian Maniscalco bit one time where he was he was ripping GoFundMe, and he was like, "Look, man." He's like, if there's if there's a GoFundMe and, and you know and little Timmy needs a leg, let's get the kid a leg, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and raise money. But I do know that there's more people than not are, and this is forgive me if it's not around anymore. I wish it wouldn't be. I wish they would ban that fucking thing, unless you have a legitimate cause. Like you, you should you should have to go through some some sort of screening in order to be able to legally do a GoFundMe. You know, like like you know, Bobby needs a liver. You know, like, oh, this kid needs a heart transplant. You know what I'm saying? Not the guy who's like, oh, I just lost my job and I, I you know, give me money. You see the guy at the bar every night. Like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? Is, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I, I you know, I, I should. Again, that's another thing I should have done research on to see if it's still a thing. And I think it is. All right, but I mean, I've seen some asinine shit back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And I've also seen some people skimming, like, you know, before the GoFundMes, I've seen people who did whole fake beef and beers. I know people who have done it, meaning, like, like I, I know there, whatever cause it was that they were talking about wasn't really a thing. They were, I, I just pocketed 26 hunch, and, and we got drunk and ate roast beef. Wouldn't you want to do that? <laughs> I'd be doing it weekly. Yeah, like fucking ten k a month. I can make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year drinking beer and eating roast beef for uh, for ALS. You know, you're just a mouthpiece. You, you, there's no real person. You're just doing it for a cause. You think I'm going to believe that? Like, oh man, that that Luke Gehrig's disease is a motherfucker. All right, twenty five bucks a person. All you can drink. All you can eat. We're going to do it over at this bar and blah 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 blah. And you're never going to see where I'm going to make the donation. You're never going to see where it's going. You're never going to see how much it was. If they were orchestrating entire beef and beers, <laughs> all right, what do you think these people on GoFundMe are doing? I got to believe nine out of ten of them, it's a hoax. The whole fucking thing. Oh, the Rottweiler needs surgery. He's going to die. You know, we got to get the $5,000. And then they always give you the chart of, of, like, how close you are. You know, we, oh, we need five grand. Oh, we're 2800 Come on, we're at the... We're 56% of the way there. Then they usually shatter the number every time. Where's all that extra money going? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to find a venue and I'm going to have, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to have a go fund the C-Rod podcast beef and beer. 25 bucks. There he comes in, right? Why not? Everybody else steals. Everybody else goes into these goddamn pharmacies and stores and steals $1,000. We got to start stealing some shit is what I'm saying. Actually, I'm not. It was the exact opposite of what I'm saying. The fact that people panhandle and, they, and, and they, they, they're completely normal. They have, you know, regular lives. You know, the old school beef and beer panhandlers who, who just basically did it right in your face. But they, you know, they figured that eh, for your time, let me give you some beer and some roast beef and the fuck out of here. And now you got the online panhandling. I, and like I said, I hope that's gone. But the fact that all those things fucking happen, that's fucked up. All right, now that I think about it, we're, we're at 18 and a half minutes and I did three segments. And I, like I said, I, I can see that what an asshole is just going to, that's just going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's just, I, I have a feeling it's going to be here next week and every week that comes. So I figured I'll sandwich that right in between the get off my lawn segment. 
and that's fucked up. And I, I still have one more in the holster, which cannot be. It's definitely not going to be an every week segment. It's going to be once in a while. And then, like I said, Chuck's idea. I got to put a few of those together, and that would be that's that's going to be a lot of fun for that too. So I hope you enjoyed that. But I do have to tell you guys, there's this fucking guy, right? Remember I was telling you about me and Julio down by the schoolyard. I had a guy. He 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 lived downstairs next door to me, and he he was the guy that was like 45 years old. He was like a, you know like a tubby black guy, but he was always bringing like 22 year old fucking girls to his house. All right. Well, he moved out. He moved out a while ago, right? And and this this new guy moved in. This, this fucking guy. I thought Stanley was bad. This guy, he he's, he makes Stanley look like a fucking thoroughbred. You know, a guy drives one of them piggy banks. It's a, you know a Rav Four or a CRV or, or whatever the fuck he drives one of those things. And and he's he's one of those guys that that still puts like the you ever see the the, the shade blocker that you put in the in the windshield. You know, it's like a it's like a space blanket that you fucking put out there as like foil. It's fucking weird. He's got one of those, right? But here's the thing. This guy comes on. I don't know what he does. I don't know if he's a bus boy or whatever, but he's got to be. The way that he moves, you would think he's 136 years old. And you would think that he, you know, he, he was working at, on the railroad and, and not at Chi-Chi's. I don't know what he does. What I do know, he comes home at like midnight on the button every single night. So it's like you ain't, you're, not, you're not doing any kind of labor. Unless you're doing it indoors, when when does that happen? I I got to equate it to he's he's probably working in the hot kitchen. Now the guy, first of all, he's he walks so hunched over, like he's he he walks like he's got a boil up his ass, and it's infected. He keeps on like he, he's shaped like a question mark. And I'm like, what the fuck is it with this guy? Like he's just he just looks unruly. He just looks a little rugged. I don't know about this guy. He looks like he's gonna pass away at any moment. So he'll either park on the side of, of, the, of the house that I park on where my side entrance is. He'll park with me and Stanley or he'll park in front based on the coverage or the clearance, I should say, that he has for his little piggy bank that he's driving. You would think he's he's, he's, park, he's double parking a SEPTA bus in there. This guy comes home every night and I time him. He comes home every single night. Now, I'm going to give you the, the, the view that I get. If he's parking on the side, I can see him past me when he comes home. Because he comes up to the intersection like at two miles an hour and just like creeps the whole. I'm like, guy, just get it over with. Park and go to fucking house. But I can see his maneuvers when he's in the front, when he parks right in front. I'm just looking straight down from the balcony at him. This guy, there could be nobody. There, like the, the whole curb could be open where you could park four fucking cars. And it, he, he pulls up at 12.02. He can't get that thing in the right position until 12.16. Like, there's no fucking cars there. What's the thing with the reverse light? The drive 62 times. I've seen people do that before around here, but this this guy just takes it to a whole new level. I'm like, what the fuck? And then after he turns his car off, it takes him another six minutes just to get out of the car. Right? And he wobbles and shuffles across the fucking the, you know the front hood to go to, on the on the curb, and he's got to get something out of the backseat. Now he opens up the door, gets something out of the backseat. He goes and does. He's fucking. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Now it's like 1236. The guy you got here 34 fucking minutes ago, and all you're trying to do is park and go in the house. Then he goes in the trunk. He's got to do this. He's got the fucking. Right? And then and then he walks towards the door where he, he is moving like a goddamn sloth. 
don't know where do you find these people. I, I'm starting to think because you know my landlord he owns like a, a couple. I think he owns that one too. Or he rents to that guy, and I think he owns the you know the barbarian house, two two doors down too. I think. Could you imagine when when I when I called that guy that I was going to go rent? I'm like, yeah, you got an apartment for rent, and and you talk to me. He must have thought like, oh my god, there's there's normal people that want to live in Norristown. Well, that, that don't mean I'm normal. <laughs> I'm just not like these people. It's it's fucking crazy, man. It's like you know, like <laughs> you got the one guy, the 45 year old player bringing home 20 year old strippers. I don't know how he did it. You know. You got an entire fraternity with sixty-two people living down down there, and then and then you, you and we, of course Stanley, and and then you unleash this guy on me too. Can can we just get a guy, you know, just a regular guy? Hey, I'm Steve. How you doing? Oh yeah, I'm good. No, we everybody's got to have their own gimmick. <laughs> what is with that? How are you vetting these people? I almost want to text them. Be like, what, what do you do? You vet these people? Obviously, you don't. I've been here over three years now, and I, I, st- I still haven't met the guy, and I don't think I ever will. The only way that you can measure merit is, is by what you heard on the phone and a, a possible credit. I didn't build my credit up yet like I have it now when I first got this place. I, I don't even think I had good enough credit to get because I did. I, I looked for other apartments, and my credit wasn't good enough at that time, and they wouldn't, you know, they, they wouldn't move forward. So when I went much to my chagrin, I should have known. I, I should have known that when I told him, I said, listen, man, I said, the only, cause we had a conversation for about 10 minutes and you could, you could tell he was, this guy was like, oh my God, this guy's normal. I really want the guy, have this guy in the apartment. And then, and then I actually, you know, the, the old tenant showed me the apartment. She's like, I'm going to, she's like, out of all the people that have shown up to look at this apartment so far, I am recommending you to him because the rest of the people that came in here, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So when I'm talking to him, like, look, man, here's the only thing. All right. I'm like, I'm, the only thing is, is my credit's not great. You know, he's like, all right, don't worry about it. I'm like, so, so you'll just rent to anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And obviously he does when I see all the creatures that he, that he brings in his goddamn street. <sighs> it's fucked up. But that's all I got for you guys this week. Oh my God, man. 26 minutes. Another hour and a half. Another hour and a half that you guys get. I, I got. I gotta fuck stop doing it. But it's fun for me. It's fun for you. Just a little more work for me. So that's kind of how it's been here for like the last two or so months, and really for the last about six months, as far as you know, just going over an hour. I don't even think what the hell, what the hell, the last hour episode was. I'd have to go back and check. But I, I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the premiere of what an asshole. And I think that again, and that's going to be a that's going to be a, a main player here, you know, moving forward. It's just what I foresee. And like I said, I'm always trying to, you know, things that I'm always working on in in the back on the back end here to add a little bit more variety to the show. And then, like I said, you know, it's like me talking to my buddy Matt, my buddy Chuck, and like other people who talk to me about the show. You know, that's what helps me help you. It helps me, you know, evolve this into into something a little bit different than if you go back 50 episodes like, "Oh, that, that's right. You didn't do that all the time." Like if you go back to, you know, before the 50th episode, you know, there was no that's fucked up. You know? So it's like one of those things, you know, where you go, "Oh yeah, I remember that." <laughs> you know? Cuz the time is moving here, man. I, you know? I we were celebrating the, the 100th episode. It, just, it seemed like last week. Is this what 115 now? Just the time, it's the time flies, man. 
you know, it is what it is. If you need to get hold of me, Christian at the crodpodcast.com, you can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. We're getting to that point. We're going to come in the last, you know, week of this quarter. You know, and I did, I, I did actually get a few messages so far about you know best of type of things, but usually it's like the week of that episode where like they just listen to it, like yo, put that in. You know, if you guys would be so kind, and I know that this year has been different than any other because, like I said, my back plays are ridiculous now. So you know, I know that people are going and binging and all that kind of stuff. But when you get to like episode seventy-seven, which is the first episode of this season. You know, as you listen through, if there's anything that you see, I have some in mind and I'm going to start listening back probably in about a few weeks, you know, because I, I usually put that one out as the best of as the last one, you know, of the year. So, you know, I just wanted to you know, give you guys that reminder. If you'd be so kind, you know, give me a few entries. Let me know what you like. And then, like I said, I always pick out my director's picks. The one thing I'm going to say, though, I'm going to try to keep it around two hours. Even though it's going to be the longest season yet, uh, not just for a number of episodes, but the length of the episodes, there's a lot of fucking shit to pull from. But I, I want to try and keep it, you know, like, you know I'm, not, I'm not trying to, you know, make you guys watch a whole fucking Lincoln, you know, or like, or, or Titanic or the Irishman, like a fucking three and a half hour, you know, thing, a thing that you already heard. I just want to, you know, kind of get it compacted a little bit and condensed to the point where it's, it's just going to be a barrel laugh for however long it is. You know what I'm saying? So, until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care.